It's Potathon Week on the Big Sky Astrology Podcast with April Elliott Kent and me, producer and co host Jen Brown. Hey friends, Jen here. Today is September 11th, 2020, and here with me on this National Day of Remembrance and the final day of our week long talkathon is my friend, astrologer April Elliott Kent. Kind of a somber national day today, isn't it, April? It is. You know, for those of us who were alive during September 11, 2001, with the terrible attacks, we will never hear that date and not think of that. It was like Pearl Harbor Day. That's right. For an earlier generation. Yes. And I have at least one close friend who's got a birthday on this day, and gatherings for his birthday always now have that little touch of remembrance, and very hard to believe it's been 19 years. Yeah, it really is. Wait. 19. Is that right? Yes. I'm sorry. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I can't do the most basic math on the fly, so you're good to check me. Oh. All of a sudden, it felt like it had been longer for some reason. It kind of does feel longer in a way, and yet, mm-hmm. in many ways, it feels just like yesterday, right? Yeah, it sure does. Life is weird that way. Today, we're remembering people who lost their lives on that day, people who had people close to them that they lost in some situations, never having closure because, you know, they could not be recovered. Yeah. So we're sending out a lot of love and good wishes. And, you know, in particular to friends in New York, this is a a really big turning point in the life of that city and the people who live there. And of course, other places have been touched by it as well. But it was so Mm -hmm. weird to be here on the West Coast when that happened. And of course, it seemed like a, a million miles away, but we've felt it here too, for sure. Things that change the world. Yeah. So obviously we're here this week podcasting every day to bring you our first annual Big Sky Astrology Podathon. April, can you just kind of tell folks what we're doing this week so that they can understand what the purpose of our daily episodes have been? I mean, should I be blunt? <laughs> we're asking for donations. <laughs> we're asking for donations. We thought this would be a fun way to do it. As everybody knows, at the end of every episode, we make a polite plea asking for your donations to help us produce the podcast because it all sounds very effortless. And but I'll tell you, a lot of work goes into it. And it would be really great if we could get the people involved in producing the podcast paid. So this is basically what we're doing. And instead of doing it at the end of every episode, what we would love to be doing for the rest of the year is to be shouting out to people who have donated and helped really contribute to our little podcast family here. What we're asking is for people to get their donations in no later than September 13th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. So this is going to be entered for a drawing. People who contributed the level of $25 or more will be entered to win a couple of different grand prizes, a couple of other prizes. We'll tell you about that at the end of the episode. And folks that give $5 or more will have access to four special episodes that we produce every year for the equinoxes and solstices. One of which is going to be coming up very soon because we have an equinox coming up. Yeah. So thank you to all of you that have already contributed and make sure to get your contributions in by 11.59 p.m. April's time over there in San Diego on the beautiful West Coast. Mm, Thank you. On Sunday, the 13th. It's a great place for a drawing and we'll be bringing that to you via video. Via kitty video. Kitty video. It's going to be great. (laughs) 
Well, what we've been doing this week, of course, is just each day we've been having a sort of a mini episode, although they're getting longer and longer as we go along because we can't help ourselves. (laughs) And we've taken as an opportunity to get a little more in depth on things like the movements of the moon each day and stuff that we couldn't normally cover. But there are a couple of sort of big aspects today and tomorrow that I wanted to mention that would have made it into a regular Monday episode as well. Yeah. So tell us what's happening. Well, the first thing that we have is this opposition between the Sun and Neptune. That happens at 1.26 p.m. on September 11th. And this is something we alluded to slightly yesterday when we were talking about the last quarter moon, because it's a feature of that last quarter moon chart. The Sun opposes Neptune, of course, once each year. And since Neptune has been moving through Pisces seemingly forever, this opposition happens during the time of the year that the Sun is in Virgo. And what we're seeing then is the balancing act between rationality, which is Virgo, and intuition and what we might call almost psychic forces on the other side. Neptune is also about faith. So this would be rationality versus faith, science versus religion, whatever it is. And if you're someone that likes to go back and listen to previous episodes, we had one where we talked about this Pisces-Virgo polarity on the Groundhog Day episode. Right. So I'll link that in the show notes. Perfect. Yeah, because we had quite an extended discussion of it then. Yes, we did. And the movie Groundhog Day. Mm Mm-hmm. Bonus. (laughs) You will tend to probably feel the influence of this aspect today a little bit more if you're a Leo, because the sun rules Leo. Possibly if you're a Pisces, because the modern ruler of Pisces is Neptune. People who are born with Leo or the Sun prominent in their chart tend to have a very clear vision of who they are and what they want. But when the Sun connects with Neptune, there is that moment, even for a normally very confident person, to experience a little bit of self-doubt, to think, oh, maybe there are things that I've overlooked that are important. Maybe I need to be a little gentler with the people around me. Because Leo can sometimes be like a big cat that kind of doesn't mean to hurt anybody, but swats a little bit with their big paws and people end up getting um, grazed a little bit. And Neptune casts a fog over things. A little bit of a fog and this sense of a little bit of gentleness. It's sort of in the same way that a fog or a haze softens the sunlight if you have a hazy day. So it takes a little bit of the harsh edge (laughs) off the sun. But the sun is also burning off the fog, is what it's trying to do. Again, it's the faster-moving planet bringing the energy. So the sun is bringing sunlight to Neptune and trying to clarify and raise that fog a little bit. Nice. And this would be the continuation of a cycle that began on March 8th, 2020, when the sun came together with Neptune. Right, April? That seems significant, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Because we can all remember the things that were happening in March. Yes, we sure can. That's just about when things started to close down. Now we're in a much better position to see what's going on with the pandemic, with the lockdowns, with the whole thing. It's by no means crystal clear. But we're at the point in the cycle where the fog's lifting a little bit, getting a little more information, getting a little more of an idea of how we personally need to approach matters in this unusual time and how we would like the world to perhaps proceed (laughs) and work through these things. It's still not crystal clear, though, and that is very much described by the sun with Neptune. 
if you're trying to get clarity, if you're trying to spread enough sunshine, enough heat to make things a little more clear. Okay. Then today. Yes. And where's the moon today? Well, we have the moon entering Cancer at 1.23 a.m. And it is the sign that the moon is most at home in. It rules Cancer. So this is the day if you want to get on people's wavelengths, talk about home, talk about family, talk about kids and pets and the things dearest to people's hearts is where people are living subconsciously today. They want to be safe. They don't want to be too challenged about things. It's not a good idea on a day with the moon and cancer to necessarily have those hard talks that we sometimes have to have with the people close to us because they will curl up and pull their shell around Into them. their crab shell? They really will. Oh. They kind of, or, or stand still like a possum where oh. you can't get through to them at all. The moon is also square Mercury today. Mercury is in Libra at 7.49 p.m. So what does that mean? Well, that sort of reiterates the same thing. That means the feeling nature and the words that are being used are in conflict. And it can mean people are a little more sensitive to the words that are used and the approach that's taken with difficult topics. So if you can avoid it today, I would. Yeah. Wait till the moon's in Leo and everybody's feeling a little more emotionally robust because today is not it. Got it. The moon is also going to make a sextile to Uranus in the evening West Coast time at 8.57 p.m., which is not necessarily the best news if you're a person who has trouble sleeping. The sextile is very energetic and creative. And it means it can be hard for you to put your mind to rest, to wind down. And all of the good advice that we always get about how to sleep better, that none of us follows, you know, only using the bedroom for sleep and certain intimate activities, <laughs> and also putting away all your devices a couple hours before, not eating too close to bedtime, all those things that we normally cheerfully ignore are probably good things to actually do today if you're needing a good night's sleep. Yeah, okay. The final aspect that the moon will make in this sign on Sunday, September 13th at 5.05 a.m. is a square to Mars. And that just means the whole time that the moon will be in Cancer. And along the way, of course, it's going to make difficult aspects, opposition aspects to Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto. The Capricorn crew over there. Mm-hmm. But the final aspect will be that square to Mars, which is usually, well, despite my best advice to stay out of the raging torrent of difficult conversations, by Sunday, it's very possible that will be unavoidable. And you'll have to sort of get out of your shell a little bit and deal with something you're not particularly wanting to deal with, would be my guess. So this moon in Cancer is going to be a little more difficult than earlier in the week when we were talking about the moon in Gemini and the moon in Taurus. It was making more friendly aspects. And so the flavor of the day kind of comes to us like this. We're seeing that there's a lot of squares and oppositions, mm -hmm. and it's going to be a little more challenging. You're exactly right. And the fact that the moon is so strong in Cancer amplifies difficult aspects as well as positive ones. It just sort of ratchets up. The symbolism. Yeah, okay. Because it's so strong in the sign. I see. Well, the final thing that we wanted to cover for you today is something that happens over the weekend. Jupiter will station and turn direct on September 12th at 5.42 p.m. It turned retrograde on May 15th. 
and a lot was happening then. I think that was around the time that Venus was turning retrograde as well. And that sounds right. Lots of things were happening. Yeah. And of course, we were a couple of months into the pandemic then. Yeah. So now that Jupiter is moving forward, I know that it'll come back to sextile Neptune and Pisces, mm -hmm. but then it'll go on to make a meetup with Pluto which can be kind of intense in November, that'll happen. Mm -hmm. But first we'll have that nice sextile in October. And so this is sort of the ground that we're looking out towards as we look forward over the next couple of months with Jupiter going forward. Right, because Jupiter, of course, at the end of the year has this big rendezvous with Saturn. Right. And it will move into Aquarius. So mm -hmm. this is kind of the large beast is stirring and standing up and getting ready to move towards that eventuality. Jupiter is big. I mean, Jupiter, you can fit every other planet in it. That's how big it is. And it's not been super happy in Capricorn. We started talking about it in our very first episode. Falstaff in a business suit mm -hmm. on episode two, I think that was actually. Because it was just going into Capricorn. And it's not the easiest sign for Jupiter because Jupiter, as we were talking about yesterday, is a very ebullient, joyous, big, enthusiastic symbol astrologically and put it in something like Capricorn and it is it's Falstaff in a business suit or Santa Claus in a straitjacket. It's just very constrained. It's like having Jupiter conjunct Saturn. Interesting. I always think having been born with Jupiter conjunct Saturn, I know it's great news for Saturn, not always the best news for Jupiter because Jupiter always feels constrained, but Saturn gets to feel a little less bound up. Really? That makes sense. Jupiter turning direct just says, okay, he's gearing up to finish the last of his work in Capricorn. I think the nice thing of Jupiter in Capricorn is if you're a person in business, okay, it makes you think bigger and set larger goals for yourself. Sure. Not always easy to get there, but at least you have that vision while Jupiter's in Capricorn. It has been pretty interesting having Jupiter there along with Saturn and Pluto. A lot of people are very vexed about government, not only the national government of countries, but here in the States, also the state governments and everywhere. Everybody seems to be pretty unhappy with the way <laughs> that the pandemic's been handled. Now we have an election coming up in the United States because Jupiter and Saturn are very much about bureaucracy. It's an economic cycle that is described by Jupiter coming together with Saturn every 20 years. So having it all in Capricorn as well is just, it's almost like just amplifying everything about our current rules, our current structures, and almost just blowing up a photograph into a billboard so that we could see everything. Oh, wow. So it's finishing up its work there. That's a nice description. Yeah. Nice in air quotes. <laughs> well, <laughs> it really gives me a visual. Yeah, so we're seeing every little thing about the people who are in charge. Mm -hmm. And not just government, but parents, teachers, everybody in your life that you consider an authority or an expert. We've had an opportunity to look at them a little more up close during this time. We sure have. Well, that seems to be everything we have on our show sheet, and that brings us to the end. Oh, my 
Gosh. of our lavish Big Sky Astrology Potathon. Do you think we'll do it every year? I think we will. <laughs> and I think they just keep getting longer and longer as I the know, days go I know. by. I'm so sorry, but it's so much fun. We can't help ourselves. It's so fun to talk about this stuff. It, yes. I love chatting about this with you, April. I do with you too, Jen. Thanks. Well, we want to thank all of you for listening mm-hmm. all week long and every week yeah. when you listen. It means so much to us. And if you like what you're hearing, you know, like we said, be sure to subscribe and rate and review and spread the word. Tell a friend. It costs you nothing. This is, of course, the final day of our first ever annual potathon. So we really do hope you've enjoyed it because I know that we sure have. We have. Your delightful contributions this week will help us keep the podcast coming to you each and every week. So to donate, please go to BigSkyAstropod.com. And anyone who donates $5 or more will receive access to the special episodes that I mentioned earlier. And if you donate $25 or more, you'll be automatically entered in our raffle. Three winners will get a free report from April's online store. One lucky winner will get a free 60-minute reading with April. And one extremely lucky winner will get a full 90-minute reading with April. Oh, we want to thank everyone on the air in the months to come who contribute. So if you don't want us to mention your name, if you're a shy person, if you have a lot of Scorpio planets... Perhaps you're in the Witness Protection Program. We're not going to ask questions. But we know there's all kinds of reasons you might not want us to mention your name on the air. What if they have cancer planets? They could have cancerian planets, too. That could be. They are shy people. Why are you always picking on the Scorpios? I'm not picking on them, but they value their privacy very much. (laughs) She says they know. They do. (laughs) Talking to her friend here with 100 planets. Well, if you don't want us to mention your name, just email me, april at bigskyastrology.com, after you've made your comments contribution. And we will, of course, respect that. Now, to be entered in the drawing for these prizes, remember to make your donation no later than Sunday, September 13th, 11.59 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. That's coming up soon. Very soon. And we will do, I'm going to do the drawing with our little cat, Toby, on the morning of the 14th. He will be thrown into the mosh pit with all the little scraps of paper with the names on them. And he will choose our winners. We will send out an email on the 15th to everybody who has contributed to let them know the names of the winners. Excellent. That sounds so great. Is that everything? Did I cover everything? I think you've covered everything. We've had a great week. It's been so much fun. really has been. Yeah, it really has. Yeah, it's going to kill you on the editing side, though, Jen. Sorry about that. I plan to be very zen here. Excellent. Well, join us again bright and early Monday morning. And until then, dear friends, keep your feet on the ground and your eyes on the stars. Thank you for listening. To learn more about April Elliott Kent, please check out her website, BigSkyAstrology.com, where you can sign up for her newsletter, read her thought-provoking weekly essays, purchase her books, sign up for a personal astrology reading, and more. That's all for today. If you like what you're listening to, please take a moment to rate and review this podcast and hit subscribe to stay current with new episodes. You can follow Big Sky Astrology on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Sky Astrology. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.